booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Ukraine's president makes an emotional virtual speech to Congress, imploring President Biden and Congress for more help as Russian assaults continue. The U.S. is sending more aid to war-torn Ukraine. In the announcement, President Biden called Russia's president a war criminal. As gas prices spike, the Progressive Caucus in Congress is demanding the president issue an executive order banning drilling on federal lands. The Federal Reserve acts to stem rising inflation by approving its first in a series of planned rate hikes. After a hiatus due to the viral pandemic, the St. Patrick's Day Parade returns to New York City today, although it will be without a familiar face. An impassioned speech from Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky Wednesday to Congress. He compared the invasion of his country by Russia to the U.S. invasion of Pearl Harbor and September 11th. President Zelensky confronted President Joe Biden during his speech, calling on Biden directly as the leader of the free world to do more to protect Ukraine. I'm addressing the President Biden. You are the leader of the niche of your great nation. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. Thank you. Slava Ukraine. Zelensky repeated his call for NATO countries to enact a no-fly zone over Ukraine. The Ukrainian president has made similar pleas to Canadian and British parliaments. World leaders fear enacting a no-fly zone would escalate into World War III. President Joe Biden responded to Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky in a speech following Zelensky's virtual address to Congress. Biden called out Russian President Vladimir Putin as a war criminal after originally saying no, then circling back and saying, oh, yes, he is. Biden pledged an additional $800 million in aid to war-torn Ukraine. Mr. President, what will it take for you to send the Polish MiGs that President Zelensky is asking for? I'm not going to come on that right now. I'm not going to come on any other than what I The U.S. is sending additional long-range missile anti-aircraft systems, anti-armor systems, machine guns, shotguns, and grenade launchers. Biden arrived to the press conference an hour late, spoke for less than 10 minutes, and refused to answer reporters' questions. NBC News reports the U.S. is sending switchblade drones that can fly 50 miles before exploding when they reach their target. Politico is reporting the Progressive Caucus wants President Biden to use executive powers to declare climate change an emergency and ban drilling on federal lands. The request comes as gas prices surge and the war on Ukraine interrupts worldwide oil supplies. 
White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki reiterated Biden's message to oil and gas companies. So I will reiterate what the president said to oil and gas companies last week. The invasion of Ukraine and the volatility of the oil market is no excuse for excessive price increases, profit padding, or any effort to exploit American consumers. No one should capitalize on Putin's aggression by taking advantage of American families. The Progressive Caucus request drew heavy criticism on social media as gas prices rise. Republicans are calling for increased drilling to ease pain at the pumps. The Biden administration has faced intense criticism in recent weeks for refusing to commit to increasing oil production here in the United States. As expected, the Federal Reserve on Wednesday okayed its first interest rate hike in more than three years. The move is designed to tamper historic inflation without slowing economic growth. Fed Chair Jerome Powell. The economy is very strong, and against the backdrop of an extremely tight labor market and high inflation, the committee anticipates that ongoing increases in the target range for the federal funds rate will be appropriate. Rates are due to rise a quarter and a percent point, or 25 basis points. Now, that will bring the rate to one quarter to one-half percent. The increases mean high financing costs for consumer borrowing and credit. Additional increases are planned at the Federal Reserve's six additional meetings this year to 1.9 percent by year's end. Three additional hikes are also planned in 2023 and none for 2024. The annual St. Patrick's Day Parade steps off today in all of its glory. The parade did not take place during the viral pandemic. The event will be without a familiar face. Cardinal Timothy Dolan. He's in St. Louis due to the death of his mother. Newly installed Diocese of Brooklyn Bishop Robert Brennan will fill in for Cardinal Dolan. New York City Mayor Eric Adams and parade officials raise the Irish flag at Bowling Green Park. It means so much to all of us to see this parade uh, return. When it's paused, we knew we will be back. And watching the march that is going to take place is saying not only to New York City, but the entire country, nothing can stop this country and this city in the spirit of it. The flag was raised in honor of the first Irish immigrants to arrive in New York City. During the parade, a moment of silence will be held outside of St. Patrick's Cathedral in recognition of the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and in recognition of the people of Ukraine. The parade will step off at 11 a.m. at 5th Avenue and 44th Street in Manhattan. It marches up 5th Avenue to 79th Street. The 2022 Grand Marshal is James T. Callahan. He is General President of the International Union of Operating Engineers. Forecast this St. Patrick's Day from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. We do have a 70% chance of rain today. Our highs 55, about a quarter to half an inch of rain is possible. Overnight, a 20% chance of rain should end by about 2 in the morning. Cloudy skies, then gradual clearing overnight, turning partly cloudy, steady temperature overnight around 51. Sunshine tomorrow, the high near 70. Right now, we have a reading of 52 degrees, partly clear skies here in New York. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Disapproval for President Joe Biden's handling of the war in Ukraine. A new Monmouth University poll finds that 48 percent disapprove of Biden's handling of the war. 
46% approve. Over 80% support the sanctions, though, imposed on Russia, including penalties on Russian President Putin, Russia's economy, and its oligarchs. Just 16% said they oppose the sanctions. 4% had no opinion. Here's Republican U.S. Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana on Fox News. The, uh, the West's sanctions on Russia's central bank has hurt Putin. had not brought him to his knees, but it's hurt him. So I suppose you could say President Biden has gotten it right once in a row. Despite support for Russian sanctions, almost 75 percent of respondents expressed skepticism as to whether or not the sanctions on Russia are actually working. Well, the White House mocked the Kremlin Tuesday, that after Russia imposed sanctions on 13 U.S. officials. The list includes President Joe Biden, the president's troubled son, Hunter Biden, and former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton and other senior U.S. officials. Here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, who also made that list, mocking the Russian sanctions. I would first note that President Biden is a junior, so uh, they may may have sanctioned his dad. May he rest in peace. Um, The second piece I would say is that won't surprise any of you uh, that none of us are planning uh, tourist trips to Russia. None of us have bank accounts that we won't be able to access, so we will forge ahead. And former Secretary of State Clinton tweeted, I want to thank the Russian Academy for this Lifetime Achievement Award, she said in that tweet. As Russia announced sanctions, the U.S. released additional sanctions on Belarus, Russia's ally, and 11 key Russian defense officials. Well, former President Donald Trump is surprised that Russian President Vladimir Putin actually invaded Ukraine and claims Putin is a changed man. Here's Trump with 77 WABC host Judge Jeanine Pirro over the weekend. You sat with Putin. You know what the man is like. What is he looking for? Well, I think he was looking to take him over in two days, and that hasn't worked out well. So I think he's right now very much cornered. And, you know, when somebody's cornered, they react one of two ways. They give up or they do things that are far worse. Washington examiner that he misjudged Putin's intentions regarding Ukraine. He said he thought Putin was only massing troops on the Ukraine border as a smart way to negotiate and win concessions from the West or Ukraine. The former president previously called Putin a very savvy leader. Trump also accused President Biden of bungling the U.S. relationship with Russia. Ukrainian Minister of Foreign Affairs Dmitry Kaliba again called for the international community to intervene in Russia's war on Ukraine. The plea comes after a third Ukrainian mayor, the mayor of Skodovskysk, uh, and uh, his deputy were abducted by Russian troops. A Facebook live stream later indicated the mayor was released. It's not known, though, if the stream was released under duress. Video shared to social media suggests the mayor's capture prompted Ukrainians to protest in the city outside of Kyrgyzstan. Russian pundits, meanwhile, on state-run broadcasts have been discussing the idea of hanging Ukrainians in regions where Russian forces establish dominance. The U.S. Embassy in Ukraine on Twitter reported 10 people standing in line for bread in the Ukrainian city of Cherniv 
were shot and killed by Russian troops. The U.N. Human Rights Office has registered about 600 civilian deaths in Ukraine, resulting from Russia's invasion. The U.N. acknowledges the real toll is certainly to be higher. Ukrainian officials say the death toll is actually higher, that 2,000 people in the southern city of Mariupol alone have died. Several Israeli networks were hit with cyber attacks on Monday, described as the largest cyber attacks to ever hit Israel. The DOS, or Denial of Service Cyber Attacks, came from a foreign country. The exact origin of the cyber attacks has not yet been determined. According to the Jerusalem Post, former senior cyber authority official Rafael Franco thinks an Iranian hacking group, Black Shadow, is to blame. Franco thinks Black Shadow is behind cyber attacks on the Israeli diamond exchange over the weekend as retaliation to the ongoing Israeli-Iranian conflict. That's the sound of a massive earthquake measuring 7.4 on the Richter scale, hitting off the coast of Fukushima, Japan, Wednesday, leaving four dead. The area was the site of a nuclear disaster in 2011, after the region was devastated by a deadly quake. British YouTuber Chris Broad described the damage done to his studio by the earthquake. There's water all over the floor. There's a crack in the ceiling leaking water, um, and rather ironically, there's water pistols just on the floor. For God's sake, it feels like a real street. Yeah, but no, this isn't good. Two million people were also left without power, and 97 people were hurt. Again, I'm Deb Ballantyne with your 77 WABC Early News. 77 WABC Time Tip, 515. Let's head over to sports with Justin Ellick. Morning, Justin. Good morning, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Both hardwood locals were in action last night and ended up on opposite sides of the win-loss column. Let's start with the losers in the Nets, who were unable to extend their five-game win streak as they fell to the Dallas Mavericks, 113-111 to 111 at home. Former Net Spencer Dinwiddie hit a huge three-pointer at the buzzer to put his old team to sleep. Brooklyn will try and get back to their winning ways when they welcome in the Portland Trailblazers tomorrow night. Now for the winners in your New York Knickerbockers, who took it to the to the aforementioned Trailblazers, dominating from start to finish and coming out with a 128-98 to win. R.J. Barrett shined for the Orange and Blue with 31 points and route to the wind as they'll try to keep it going tomorrow night at the Garden against the Washington Wizards. Quickly to the ice here as just the Devils skated last night in Calgary against the Flames. They get doubled up for the second straight night as they fall 6-3 to again on the road. New Jersey has the Oilers next in Edmonton come Saturday afternoon. Looking forward to tonight. Look out for the Rangers at home against their New York City rivals and the Islanders. That puck drop is set for 7 p.m. Eastern time. And last but certainly not least, get your brackets ready as March Madness begins this afternoon with the start of the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. Kicking off the festivities will be 11-seed Michigan tipping off against 6-seed Colorado State at 12 p.m. Eastern time. That game is set to be played at Gamebridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Thanks, Justin. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center this St. Patrick's Day. There's a 70% chance of rain or high near 55. Rain between about a quarter and half of an inch is possible. 
Overnight, a 20% chance of rain until about 2 this morning. Then it tapers off. Cloudy skies with gradual clearing overnight. Turning partly cloudy, steady temperature overnight around 51. Sunshine tomorrow, the high 70. Right now, we have a reading of 40 degrees under partly clear skies. Here's Frank Morano with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. At the closing bell yesterday, the Dow Jones rose by 518 points. The S&P 500 gained 95 points. And the Nasdaq added 487 points. Former Obama economic advisor Larry Summers offered a grim outlook for the U.S. economy this week, predicting stagflation and a major recession if the Federal Reserve continues on its current policy trajectory. In a Tuesday op-ed for the Washington Post, Summers argued the Fed was operating within an inappropriate and dangerous framework when it came to addressing the inflation crisis and needed to take stronger action to address it, lest the economy face far greater hurdles over the next few years. A consortium led by Chicago Cubs owner Thomas Ricketts will submit a formal offer for the Chelsea Football Club. The deadline for bids was pushed back three days to Friday due to the uncertainty caused by last week's announcement that the UK government was sanctioning owner Roman Abramovich as one of seven Russian oligarchs with alleged close ties to Russian President Vladimir Putin. Amidst Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Chelsea is a frozen asset of Abramovich's, only able to continue paying staff and fulfilling fixtures due to a special government license. Tesla raised the price for its cheapest Model Y car in China by more than $2,300 following two consecutive price hikes for more expensive versions in just over a week. According to data tracked by CNBC, the standard China-made Model Y now costs just under $50,000. While the cheapest model had remained the same price since January, Tesla recently raised prices for the long-range and performance versions. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. And taking a look at your futures this morning. Right now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 26 points at 33,928. The S&P down six and a quarter points. The Nasdaq and the Red 2 down 29 and a half points. Gold is up by $30.30 an ounce at $1,939.50. As for crude this morning, up $3.70 a barrel at $98.85. The WABC Early News. And good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. As the Omicron variant wanes, workers and tourism are resurging here in New York City signaling a shift from work at home back to workers being in the office. Here's Dan Gorodnik. He is chair and director of NYC Planning, speaking during an Odyssey On Demand broadcast. We want to be smart about this. We want to be nimble. We want to allow for new opportunities that, uh, you know, that give us a chance to not just survive the pandemic, but to grow and be uh, the, 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 the strongest possible economic environment that we possibly can Tourism is also bouncing back. Chris Haywood is a spokesman for NYC and Company. He told the Daily News that at the end of last month, hotel occupancy was up almost 20 percentage points from the end of January. Total visitor volume is expected to reach 56.5 million people this year and 65 million people in 2023. And that's up from 32.9 million visitors last year. 
Well, was it a warm welcome for New York Governor Kathy Hochul as she donned a New York Rangers jersey for the ceremonial puck drop at Madison Square Garden for the team's Tuesday night game? The governor was met with boos and jeers from the crowd as she was introduced over the PA system. Tonight, we'd like to salute Governor Kathy Hochul, the first female governor of New York State. Blowback followed on social media with some saying the icy reception was due to Hochul's since revoked statewide mask mandate and others blamed male chauvinism. Hochul, though, has a commanding lead among challengers heading into the June primaries. A well-known performer and voice coach, 87-year-old Barbara Miser Gustern, has died following a violent, unprovoked attack in Manhattan. The 87-year-old grandmother was walking along 28th Street when she was suddenly shoved to the ground, suffering head injuries. Her grandson, A.J., flew in from Colorado to be with his hospitalized grandmother. Here he is speaking to ABC7. I know my grandmother would want to forgive, and I do as well. However, I believe she should be removed from the streets. This whole city needs help. So far, no arrests in this case. The suspect that police are looking for was captured on surveillance. The photos are on our website, wabcradio.com. Anybody with information in regard to this incident is asked to call the NYPD's Crime Stoppers hotline. Here's the number, 1-800-577-TIPS or 8477, 1-800-577-8477. Police say a man waiting for a train on the ANC platform at the 168th Street station in Washington Heights was slashed in his face during an unprovoked attack on Wednesday. The NYPD says this man did not know his attacker. The slasher fled the station and hasn't been caught. The victim was treated at Harlem Hospital. The number of assaults and homicides in New York City's subway system are at a 25-year high. NYPD Commissioner Keechan Sewell last month vowed that cops will make the subway system safe. New Yorkers will witness uniformed officers' presence in the transit system, both on platforms, in and out of trains, riding the trains to cover as much ground as possible. Major crimes, though, are up 81 percent compared to last year. Robberies have doubled to 118 compared to 60 by this time last year. Disturbing video released by the NYPD shows a group of dirt bikers attacking and beating a 64-year-old man and his son at a Harlem intersection. Police say the attack happened after the driver allegedly hit a member of their crew right near the intersection of West 12th Street and Nicholas Terrace. According to police, the dirt biker was hit after allegedly running a red light. Police say at least three bikers and one ATV rider pulled the vehicle, beat them, and robbed them of personal belongings. The father and son were taken to St. Luke's Hospital in stable condition. More than 600 students from across New York City and Long Island gathered at City Field Wednesday for a We Say Gay rally to denounce Florida's Don't Say Gay bill. The measure prevents discussion of sexual orientation or gender identity in kindergarten through grade three or 
in a manner that is not what the state considers age-appropriate. Critics say the clause is vague and opens the door for targeting students of all ages. LGBTQ Network CEO David Kimnick spoke to ABC7 at the event. It's real important that our kids come together so that we show solidarity and support for LGBTQ youth all over the country, but that they leave the conference today with the skills that they need and the knowledge that they need to be able to go out there and advocate and change the world. The protest took place at the LGBTQ Network's 26th annual youth rally and conference. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is leaning towards signing the bill already passed by the Florida state legislature. Hundreds gathered in Times Square Wednesday to denounce anti-Asian violence. The rally a year after the Atlanta spa shootings and a record spike in anti-Asian hate crimes here in the Big Apple. The crowd of about 300 held signs that read, protect Asian women and stop killing us. New York Governor Kathy Hochul promised to continue to fund programs to stop the hate. And I'm going to continue bringing resources of the state of New York to organizations over $10 million thus far. We're just getting started. The event marked a year since Robert Allen Long allegedly opened fire in three Atlanta spas, killing eight people, six of whom were Asian women. The Big Apple has seen the largest spike of hate crimes against Asian Americans with 133 recorded in 2021. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, 70% chance of rain today or highs 55. Cloudy overnight rain ends by 2 a.m. Steady temperature around 51. Sun tomorrow with a high near 70. And right now we have a reading of 40 degrees, mostly cloudy skies. And to celebrate St. Patrick's Day today, 77 WABC is giving away free limited edition 77 WABC St. Patrick's Day pins. And to get yours, go to wabcradio.com slash pin. That's wabcradio.com slash pin for your free 77 WABC St. Patrick's Day pin. We're working our way to the Bernie and Sid in the Morning program, the best show here in New York City, of course, celebrating St. Patrick's Day today. Here's the lineup. 77 WABC owner John Katsimatidis kicks things off coming up at 7.05. Pete Morgan of Peerless Boilers at 825. Bill O'Reilly weighs in on politics and the world situation at 840. Bill Donahue with Bernie and Sid at 905. He's the American Roman Catholic who has been president of the Catholic League in the U.S. since 1993. And at 925, Tommy Smith, co-host of Grumpy Pundits. All that and more on the Peerless Beat. Bernie contest coming up at 940. Stay with us. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC early news. Stay with us for all the St. Patrick's Day coverage right here on 77 WABC.